This is the ant. Treat it with respect, for it may very well be the next dominant life form of our planet. Sound incredible? Impossible? They have a sophisticated communication system. Specific messages are transmitted from one ant to another through the use of a chemical substance called pheromones. It causes an obligatory response. Did you hear that? Obligatory. Pheromones give an order that cannot be disobeyed. It's a mind-bending substance that forces obedience. But we don't have to worry about it. That's business better left to the ants. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And we're continuing on our journey through Real Future. And actually, the first story up in Real Future is Empire of the Ants from H.G. Wells, which was made into a 1977 film. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very brief story, 14 pages. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what it was on my EPUB version that I got from Gutenberg. Yeah, it was something like that. You had an initial objection to the story, but let's let's save that. So we, we usually do oh, right. the story, right? Is, can we do that this time, right? I uh, Ants begin to develop some kind of civilization or, or, or uh, culture. Right. Not culture, but ants evolve in some way. Ants and there's people large. in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and the people in the boat get hurt by the ants. Yes. Okay. We got the story. Yes. We do. Nailed it. So I did want to mention that we're not using our normal recording setup because some idiot forgot one of the XLR cables at home. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just recording with the digital recorder, and we're hoping that the audio is adequate. There's no way it's going to be the worst audio we've ever put out. <laughs> so No, right. So. No, worst audio g- getting put out, I think, belongs to uh, the Jurassic Park cast. Yes, and, and the thing. Yeah. yeah. We so, did that twice? We did that twice, yeah. <laughs> One time it was... James forgot to plug in the mixer. Right. And another time it was... I can't remember. There was something else that wasn't right. plugged in. But um, then, then we established the checklist, and, and we were good from there. <laughs> yes. uh, and then now we arrived at today, where I was at home. I'm like, should I bring my other mic? Nah. <laughs> Which had an XLR cable, so we, we would have been doing our normal thing. But this well, is kind of fun, because we're just like sitting around a campfire chatting about uh, a very bad movie. Yes. yes. So, yeah, let's talk about the story, the, the short story itself. This is one of the only, I think, at least... At the date that Real Future was created, it was the only film adapted from an H.G. Wells short story. Books, lots of them have been adapted, but short stories, no. Uh, I'm not really? sure about that. So it turns out the guy who made this movie actually made three adaptations of H.G. Wells' works. Really? One of which is called The Food of the Gods, and I think that's a short story. Okay. And then the second one you will all recognize because it is The Island of Dr. Moreau. The 1970 version. That's a novel, though. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Moreau was a novel, but uh, I I don't think that Food of the Gods is. Okay. And then there's this little short story, and so it's called, uh, I forget the director's name, but it's his H.G. Wells trilogy, and this is the third and final. Good, thank goodness. Well, Forrest J. Ackerman, who who compiled Real Future, said this was the only short story that had been done. Ah. So maybe there's one that's a novella, and so technically this is the only short story. story. the story is just kind of a trifle. And James, do you want to say what your objection was to it? Yes. I guess I was uh, I was putting forth that it wasn't a science fiction story. Based on what? There's no sciencey stuff in it. You don't think so? No, not at all. All right, Colin, what's your... 
Well, I think I may have influenced him because <laughs> at first I told everyone it was Lion Engine and the Ants. No, I did that. You did I, that. I planted that seed yeah. because when we first talked about doing this, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. But yeah. I sent around a URL so you could read it online. Mm-hmm. But if, if you read the short story, right. it talks well, I about... I read it in there. Yeah. It talks about the technology that the ants develop. Uh, the, the ants aren't natively Are we talking poisonous. talking about the same story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ants aren't natively poisonous. They carry around <laughs> things to poison people. And they have metal bands and carrying equipment and other things. And clothing. And, yeah. It, do, it does talk about them essentially wearing clothing. And you're talking about in the H.G. Wells. Yes. Not in Linogen, yeah. Yes. I don't remember that at all from that story. Right. No, the, the central conceit <laughs> of this story, though, is that really it's just, it's speculative fiction in, mm-hmm. in the purest sense. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you that, speculative yeah. fiction. Because, because it's, sure. how do we know that... Mankind is really the only right. species that could develop from come out of barbarism. It says, yeah. right, um, where you know maybe the ants could. <laughs> so the story, it's this Portuguese Creole guy, I guess Brazilian Creole captain mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. a ship. Sometime I can't remember when when it's. It uh, was in like nineteen ten or something, nineteen oh five. Yeah, around the, around the turn of the century, they were. He's ordered to investigate a colony along the Amazon River, or right? Something like that, or right. a town, and, or whatever. And he's pissed off because he feels like it's a it's a crap. It's a slight, yeah. yeah. And then once they get there, they find out the ants have demolished it, and there's giant ants like getting on the boats. Yeah, and, giant ants, meaning yeah. you know the well, size of a hand, you know. Yes. Right. Not not the size of a small car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's still giant compared to it, the real life ants we have now. Yeah, it's enormous. And and people die and die horribly right. due to the ants. And he fires his gun a couple times at them and then keeps saying, what could one do? What what could someone do? Right. And, and then there's this sort of discourse about the English guy who was with him speculates mm-hmm. about how fast the ants could spread. Yes. And right. I thought it was interesting that he speculated on how quickly they could discover Europe. But I'm like... Yeah, there, it's not yeah, it's not connected by land, and that's <laughs> that would seem to be a major problem for the ants. Well, if they have the technology to put on clothes and make a portable poison, then they'd have to build a ship. I guess, yeah, eventually. Yeah, I mean, ants do make rafts. They could float of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, and bridges. Right. Ants are cool. Ants are horrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're awful. Especially, yeah. you, 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 haven't you tried to get rid of ants at your house? We have had a sugar ant problem. For years, and I think we're finally getting on top of it. <laughs> um, yeah, you would wake up in the morning and find, and this is horrible to say, just ants all over your countertops. Wow. So yeah, we bad. started this assault where, you know, every dish gets put away every night. Mm-hmm. No food ever gets left out. Uh, we tried baiting and poisoning them ourselves. That was partially successful. And then we brought in an extermination company. We've been working with them for two and a half years. <laughs> and they haven't been able to root them out? Not fully, because they're, um, they've got a big reach. So they keep saying, we can kill every ant on your property, and they can come from four houses down. Wow. Okay. So I thought they were going to tell you the call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, the story is enjoyable enough, but it, there's not really that much to it. It's just a little bit of speculation. Yeah, it's just a little bit of speculation yeah. of ants could become interesting. Yeah. 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 And so when the when the cap, when the boat captain says, "Well, what could you do?" That's that's the right thing. What mm-hmm. can you do? You would have to find the nest and kill the queen or multiple queens. Right. And until then, I mean, she just keeps from orbit. Take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. That's yeah. right. The only way to be sure. <laughs> yeah. You can kill all the soldier ants you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 
All right, we're not going to dwell over long on this one. Yeah, <laughs> no. We should go straight to the movie. 1977, starring Joan Collins and Robert Lansing. Directed by Bert I. Gordon. Yes. Produced by Bert I. Gordon. Special effects by Bert <laughs> I. Gordon. Right. And then the thing that we noticed, that I noticed right at the beginning, the screenplay was by someone else. But Right. No, the script was from somebody else, and then it said screen story by... I. Gordon, so he must have made some changes to it. Yes. Right. The it screenplay is... was by Jack Turley. Okay. You might be able to be forgiven, Jack. <laughs> yes. Um, on IMDb, the rating is 4 out of 10, mm-hmm. which is quite low. Indeed. Yes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's a bit lower than that. In fact, this... Is it like this 0%? It is 0%. <laughs> How many scores? 14. Now, remember, this is 1977. Right. Sure. Uh, and if you search hard enough, you can find a digitized image of the New York Times review of this. Oh, and wow. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the thing that I found interesting was here we have this collection of science fiction short stories in real future that was curated mm-hmm. by a guy who did lots of anthologies. And mm-hmm. for some reason, he put this one in there, even though the movie is kind of atrocious. But right. the, kind of the reason he gave for yeah. it is that the story is quite influential because it kind of is seen as the progenitor of all the giant insect movies and, and other things. Uh, so I them. So them. them and right. um, I don't, There's plenty of other ones. I yeah. can't come up with the names of them. Right. Um, but, I mean, there were popular movies. That I mean, My dad loved them. I remember watching <laughs> that one when I was a kid. <laughs> so I think you're looking at this movie all wrong. It's not an adaptation. It's a sequel to the story. You could make that <laughs> argument. Now... The movie introduces a reason other mm-hmm. than evolution for, right. them, for them to have That's developed. the science part. That, the That's science-y what makes part. it science fiction. Right. There's barrels full of silver paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the Radioactive ants, barrels full yeah. of silver paint. Right. The ants get into them, and then they then a rat trains them to be ninjas. Right. Um, yes! <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja it's, it's very much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just, it's a different ooze. So, it's interesting that this movie is about 90 minutes long and feels... At least twice that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't even you don't even get to the empire of the ants part of it until like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's like half an hour. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, until then they're just encountering gigantic ants. Right. But even that, they don't encounter them for like the first hour. You just yeah. introduce all these boring people. Mm-hmm. Joan Collins is taking people on a cruise <laughs> in Florida yeah. to show them that, that's what I was thinking Swampland. Yeah, yeah, Swampland trying to sell it to them. Wh- where they can't sell their property for two years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And, like, most of the characters, we don't even learn their names until they die or until something bad happens to them. They're talking about, this so-and-so is missing. Like, oh, that's their name. Okay. I I think when they were first introduced, when they came onto the boat, we probably learned a couple of those names, but we weren't paying attention (laughs) because the movie lost us, like, four minutes in. Yeah. I'm not sure it did. I'm not sure it ever had us in them in the first place. I, I had someone lose it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I remember Joan Collins <laughs> introducing somebody to somebody else. So we, there were oh. a couple of the names, but some of them I was like, "Oh, his name's Joe." Right, Joe. Um, and that that uh, character actress that that's in there that was in Buck Rogers, and she was in Simon and Simon. She was in any number of things. She was in Battlestar Galactica, nineteen eighty. Yeah, that's Corinne. Corinne. Yeah, but I don't think we ever learned her name. No, they never said her name. Yeah, the actress is IMDb. Um, no. Pamela Susan Shoop. Shoop. Yeah. Shoop. Shoop. Who almost gets raped by a guy. So, like, most of the the characters die by the end of the movie, and the only one we were really rooting for to get killed was the the creep guy (laughs) who was taking her out into a field and trying to date rape her. Yeah. Minus the date. Yeah. 
Just relax. Yes. Well, and part of the problem was, I recognized a, a handful of all the actors. Mm-hmm. So there's Edith Keeler, Gary Seven, mm-hmm. uh, Battlestar Galactica, Space Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't figure out how in the world they got coerced into doing this movie. You're on contract. Right. My favorite no, moment. Kidding. My favorite moment in the in the movie is when Corinne shows up with the taxi, and the taxi driver is just is standing there, <laughs> looking like, okay, it's not my cue yet. It's not my cue yet. It's not my cue yet. And then she gets out a bill, and then he's like, oh right, okay, now I'm supposed to stand and put my hand out, <laughs> and then then she's like, here's ten dollars. But lady, the fare was nine eighty. <laughs> and so I'm like, is it supposed to be a comedy? Because I guess that was supposed to be a joke. Because then she's like, don't mention it. No, no, it talks about how cheap she is. I guess. Uh, well, everybody has a sob story, right? A divorce or a marriage right, that they're right. not really part of. Yeah, it's a horrible crowd. They got together to try and buy property. Well, yeah, the, the old couple. The old couple who get go in the shed yeah. and then die a horrible death. Right. Presumably, off screen. Yeah. So, by the way, we're, we're in full spoiler mode. Yeah, as always. I think they're probably the nicest people there. Yeah. Even Dan, right. the captain, right. who's kind of your, your hero by saving everyone else yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's hauling people back and forth to this scam, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't do sales, lady. I just drive the boat. I just bring people right. here and take them home. Right. But he knows. He knows yeah. what yeah. is going on. I liked him yeah. for a realist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay me my money. I'll get you up the river, and, yep. then, and then back. Exactly. You'll lose your money. It'll go to her. She'll pay me. We're all We're good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did kind of admire some of the ant effects. I, I like I like low-budget practical effects and, and that kind of thing. Now, there were some actual green screen sort of things that were done with... You said you looked up how they did the some of the effects, right? Yeah, they uh, you know they did the magnification trick mm-hmm. just so you could see mm-hmm. ants that looked big on screen. Right. But there was... And then they built miniatures and had the ants crawl on them. Mm-hmm. But there was this one thing that they did where they took pictures of the set and put it down flat with some things built up around it. And so as the ants crawled over, it looks like they were going sideways across your screen. Right. The problem with that is that sometimes the ants would walk across the air. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in that was... scene when they're going into the sugar yeah. factory. Yeah. Right? Yes. I was yeah. noticing that. It looked like it looked like they were climbing up the air mm-hmm. in some parts. I'm yep. like, huh, okay. <laughs> yep. 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 Some of these ants uh, believe they can fly. Yes. So, so the empire part that we mentioned... The ants have taken over a town with a sugar factory, and when they they get found by the police and they're taken to a hotel, and the manager of the hotel is the mayor, and he's right. calling out to an, an someplace else trying to get more sugar brought in, right. <laughs> and so they start dropping all these hints, right? Yeah. Oh yes, you have a sugar factory, but it does it doesn't produce enough, mm-hmm. right? And so it turns out that the queen ant exudes pheromones, and she has gassed with literal gas. <laughs> All the people in the town to make them subservient to her because they're feeding the ants with with the sugar factory and all these other things that mm-hmm. get brought in. Yeah. And if you try to escape, well, then you get blockaded at the edge of the town, and that's what happens to our, right. our characters. Well, and any of that is only believable, quote, and I use huge scare quotes <laughs> on believable, because there's the voiceover at the beginning that says, a queen ant uses pheromones to create right. a obligatory command, you know, that cannot be disobeyed, which... Evidently, then, is countermanded by a flare in the face of the queen. Well, he he wasn't breathing. He was holding his breath, like you said. Right. No, no. But, like, everybody seemed to snap out of it when, when the queen died. Oh, right. Phantom Menace style. So. Well, the police were herding the people in to be gassed by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so you don't think most of those people are converted yet? I don't think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It was all wearing off rather yeah. quickly. Yeah. And, and then when the they have to take the mark or they... Wait, no. That's a... 
<laughs> this is a, a prequel to Left Behind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what else do we have to say about this movie? Mm. Well, we probably didn't give it a fair chance because yeah. we watched a YouTube cut of it. Right. <laughs> and it was It was daily motion. <laughs> it was badly, badly pixelated. It was. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it might have was. Might have looked a little bit better if we had paid the four dollars to watch it. <laughs> Although afterwards I think I would have wanted the four dollars back. Yeah, I'd want my <laughs> I want three three eighty back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Don't mention it. <laughs> Good one, Colin. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those ones where kind of like Reanimator, where I had kind of a good time watching it just because it was bad and we were sitting there doing riff. I did not have a good time watching this. It gave me a freaking headache with all that ant screaming. That was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, and part of the ant sound. There was a clicking sound. There was another right. kind of sound, which is kind of theremin-y. But then there were these female screams, lady screams, dubbed into it as well. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. At first, well, I, I thought they were the trying most to... annoying sound in the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah, it was. Uh, the movie has a real problem with. I mean, the, the running time is longer than it should be mm-hmm. because there's there's several times where like they show yeah probably could have they been show like a, the what, hazardous waste movie, yeah the radioactive waste getting dumped into the ocean and there's like for ten, 10 barrels and they they show every one of them going to the water <laughs> like yeah we got it we got it you got to show one of those going into the water and then one washed up on the shore mm-hmm. and. The storytelling was all done for that. But. Right. I, I've been trying to justify that, mm-hmm. and I've only got one potential justification. They were setting up for sequels. Multiple barrels. Multiple barrels. Mm. This mm. island, that beach. Right. Sure. Could be. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure the crabs are getting in on this on this gig and the lobsters. <laughs> That'd be cool. Crab men. Yeah. That's where all the big crab guys from uh, Aquaman came from. Right. The, the one voiced by Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was thinking of Futurama. <laughs> right. I did like the the practical ant giant ants. I thought they were cool. It must have been a real challenge to act against those because I'm sure they weren't very articulated. No, right. no. And you could in several scenes in the boat where they're swinging the oars. Mm-hmm. They were swinging the oars, and the the ants look like they're ten feet away. Yeah. And then they would yeah. cut to where they're doing immediate battle with the ants. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of shaky cam, a lot of swirling the camera in a circle. Yeah. Doesn't it look like shaky cam, more like swirly cam? Yeah, swirly like cam. Like they have a swivel, it's just like rocking it, swinging it back and that's, forth or something. That's where you stick the camera in a toilet and flush it. Yes. <laughs> Which is a, probably a good thing to do with the movie. Flush it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's there, there are people who are fans of this movie out there, but evidently none of them on Rotten Tomatoes, and right. IMDb or score IMDb. Of 4 is, is pretty low. I, let me... I, Real, live on camera here, I'm going to check out the Rollerball remake on IMDb. Well, while you do that, you want to tell us about oh, yeah. some trivia from the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was actually kind of funny. So, the actually, the one I thought was kind of cool was that a... Uh, it says, as a promotional gimmick for the film, uh, the theaters would display ant farms in their lobbies. <laughs> Though they weren't allowed near the concession counters. <laughs> yes. Oddly enough. <laughs> Keep them away from the sugar. <laughs> but I thought that would be kind of cool going to see a giant ant movie where you, you don't know it's horrible yet. So you, you're going to the theater and then you're walking through the lobby like there's ant farms everywhere. That, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. 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 By the way, Rollerball remake on IMDb is 3.0. Oh. So I agree. I would rather watch Empire of the Ants again than Yeah, I think the Rollerball remake. remake is probably worse. So where does it stand on Rotten Tomatoes then? The Rollerball remake? I don't know. It's, it's got to be low. It's very bad. I think it was yeah. down there too. Zero. Wasn't it like five or three? 
Yeah, something like that. There was a piece of trivia I remember from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, and it reminds me of the movie Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. The ladies' restroom was half an hour away. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, because they were way down in the Everglades or someplace, someplace <laughs> yeah. in southern Florida. Yep. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, That's funny. What I'm trying That's to figure us. out is like... Half an hour so, so, or by car. <laughs> or golf cart. <laughs> oh, I, did they say... They said by boat. By boat. By boat. Yeah. Oh, shit. Why don't you just go in the river? That's what I'm, I'm like. The men were just whipping out and draining <laughs> right. the river, right? But yeah. yeah. Just lean over the river. Good. <laughs> kind of unladylike, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and the other part was, they mentioned how <laughs> cold it was and that one lady dislocated her jaw while screaming. Right. The, I never realized it got cold in Florida. <laughs> I know. The, the ladies did a lot of screaming. Yes. It's true. Unnecessarily. Yes. It did combine it, with the ant screaming. You know, it's funny, too, is your... Uh, it, like you're going back to the props of the ants, they probably weren't very articulated, and they looked like they were moving pretty slow. Yeah. And then everybody's falling on the ground, screaming, going ah for like three minutes. Right. Like, you could have moved by then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Another thing IMDb says apparently Joan Collins disliked working with the ant props, claiming they bumped into and scratched the actors, including herself. Wah. Wah. <laughs> Somebody needs a wambulance. Yeah. Authentic <laughs> battle damage. <laughs> yes. Um, I did think it was funny that uh, Larry, who the date rapist guy, the rapist guy, Yes. Uh, you know, she nards him pretty good in that scene. Right. And then, he recovers way too quickly. Yeah, he does recover <laughs> way too quickly. That's scientific accuracy, man. You're down for a while after that. <laughs> Well, you looked at how he treated his wife, and right. he's probably he's well used to it at this point. I'd give that like a 6.5. That was not his first narding. <laughs> yeah, because then when the ants came for him, it, it looked like they, they went initially for the crotch, and we were trying to right. figure out what's up with sure. his crotch. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And then they found there wasn't much there and kept going. Ooh. Burn. Burn. So... Uh, Wikipedia says that the movie brought in two and a half million dollars, and I can't imagine it had a super really? high budget. Hmm. I can't find anything about the budget. Hmm. I bet it was low. I bet it was low. the director's doing all the effects and that kind of stuff. Well, he, he liked right. doing that. That was his right. one of his things. Yeah, I can't can't find much about. So, if anybody's out there, you know, is old enough to have seen this one in the theater, I mean, because like you could have seen it in the theater, right? I would have been seven. Yeah, let us know. Was this thing well received at the time? It it sounds like on at least the critics didn't like it, but it made two and a half million bucks. I mean, yeah. But let's let's think about it. Two and a half million dollars in ticket sales, mm-hmm. and nineteen seventy seven prices three bucks, right? Maybe two fifty. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that means uh, a million people in the United States went to see it, which is one out of fifty people. Sure. So probably not as massively popular as you would think. No. We could find another 1977 right. movie and compare its box office for right. comparison. Well, well, it didn't do as well as Star Wars. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, well, well, it does. Yeah. Or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or Jaws, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the budget of Star Wars was $11 million. That's, so that's, that's my point, right? That was a high-budget movie mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah. I don't know. We just don't know that, and there's no reason right. to speculate too much on it. It wasn't a great movie. It... It wasn't a terrific story, honestly. I, I've, en- yeah. I've enjoyed some H.G. Wells stuff, although his writing tends to be pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read any H.G. Wells, James? Mm, War of the Worlds. Okay. Way back when. Nice. What about you, Colin? Read H.G. Wells. No. Really? You, you never read War of the Worlds? Okay. I've read The War of the Worlds, The Invisible Man. Two Strikes. Time Machine. Three Strikes. 
<laughs> Watched them all. <laughs> right. Interesting. Oh, no, I haven't seen the Claude Rains Invisible Man, but I've seen all the offspring. Hollow Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so for com- to compare, Jaws made $470 million at the box office. What was the budget for Jaws? Damn. Nine for Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, see, they're all relatively high budget. Anything else to say about this movie or story? Colin's looking looking on his phone for things to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not really. No. Uh, rank them, James? Gosh. <laughs> he didn't even recognize the sci-fi. He's he's hunting for something. I mean, throw him a bone. Well, the, the story was less painful, so I'll go with story and book or uh, book movie. There you go. Book movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So we haven't had the discussion yet as to whether or not this is really adapted. Sure. I told you it wasn't adapted. It was sequelized. It could be sequelized. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean. There are no common characters. There's no common story. There are the setting ants, is different. Yeah. The setting, yeah. well, if setting you can kind of give. Yeah, sure, right? <laughs> yeah, river. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is just a thing about ants attacking people. Yeah. Right, and abnormally well, I mean, large ants. You could say it was inspired by. It took the idea of ants, you know, conquering. Like, yeah, what if it it took all of the intelligence out of that though, right? Because yeah, the, the, yeah. the speculation was that they're creating technology, they're creating right. a, you know a stratified society. They're not moving like like normal ants move anymore, and right. they're they're developing and evolving. Where in this, it's just the ooze made them big, right? But it didn't yeah, do anything true. else to them. They're still just at the fundamental. They're still just ants. Yeah, not yeah. in not any more intelligent. It's it's much closer in story to Linogen and the ants. Where you have to deal with the ants, except now they're gigantically big, but right. still ants. Right. Yeah. It's a natural disaster involving ants, yeah. more or less. Uh, versus, yeah, I guess the, the story did make it more like evolution, right? Yeah. yeah. So that being said... I I would dispute the, the <laughs> correct... The, whether you can consider this adapted. Okay. But I, they're, I, therefore, I un- therefore unrankable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I mean, book, the, the novel, the short story, is a lot better. Because you could then talk about... Mm-hmm. You know, it would lead to a discussion. Uh, you know, well, maybe we aren't the most intelligent species. Maybe we're preventing other species from developing. Right. How would we handle this? How would you know? Would you try and communicate right. with them, or would you fight them? Right. Would it be a real threat, or is it something you could stop? And how would you try and stop it? Yeah. This movie, it's you can talk about the shame of the damage that we're doing to the environment, but mm-hmm. yeah, not much <laughs> else to think about there. Yeah, it's like wow, I'm. I'm very glad the greedy land developer got what she was getting for in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about our favorite moment when when the guy's like, I think the river comes from the left. <laughs> when they come to a fork in the river. Right. And Colin's like, if it comes from that direction, how come they're going downstream? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not sure you know how this works. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, I mean, it's just kind of by default book movie. Right. Because cause the movie's not good. No. Not even really very entertaining. So, we have to figure out what we're going to do next. Because the next one in order of things that we have read or haven't read in real future is This Island Earth, which is the longest one in there. Yeah, it's 120 pages? It's Yeah, and, and uh-huh. that's that's small print. I've seen it in book form as like 220. Wow. So, it's a, a light novel, which I actually bought. Oh! You can get it for three bucks on Amazon, so I thought, oh, I'll just buy it so I have it to read on e-form so I don't have to strain my eyes in that real future book. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been straining my eyes, but now I'm like, yeah, i got to hold that at arm's length, and then I can't make out the print. And yeah, and pretty soon your arms aren't long enough. Yep. Dang it. Aging. Yeah. So, anyhow, probably this island Earth, maybe we'll pick something else just because it's short. Before we commit, 
we should look to see whether or not the movie is available. Because it's mm-hmm. 1955, it's not a very well-known movie. I'd never heard of this movie. Oh, really? Okay. Um, until, I mean, had you? No, I don't think so. I think, I think when we got this book, I saw it. We're pausing and checking. I'm looking on our library catalog. Yep. There's a DVD. In our library? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, it says it's out due the 26th, so. Somebody watched it? Somebody checked it out. That's not necessarily the same. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, so we will be able to find that one. So let's let's cue that one up and and do okay. it. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, I did want people to let people know I've started doing a podcast with my son about movies, just movies, no books, uh, called Brief and Not So Brief, and uh, I'll put a link <laughs> in the show notes to that if you want to check it out. I've posted the the kind of intro episode on that one, and we've recorded one more. I've submitted the feeds to Apple Podcasts and Google Play, but. They're not there yet. So if you want to subscribe to the feed, you can. It's on my Hugo's podcast website because I'm cheap, <laughs> but it's a different feed. So, And also, if you're a subscriber to Hugo's Their Podcast and you get the new <laughs> thing, you need to resubscribe, update your feed. Anywho, that's that's other business. Yes. So I think we're done. Take us out. Yeah. All right. What's our blessing? Classic blessing, I think. We haven't done the classic blessing in a long time. True. So, all right. Well, I hope the audio quality worked out okay on this one. This is a pretty nice recorder. Um, it's just three of us sitting around it, and uh, yeah. so I hope there wasn't too much extra sound in the room from Colin's coat or my chair or, <laughs> or whatever. Seth's feet or James's feet. Right. right. Can't leave him out of it. Cool. All right. So we'll we will uh, we'll be back next month with this island Earth, and until then, we'll leave you with the classic Paven Pounder's blessing: May the road rise up to meet you, and may the book always follow up into where you left off. Doesn't really work with ebooks, but no, no, because they always open where you left May off. May the app always remember where you left off. There we go. <laughs> I've I've had that problem before where my <laughs> wife and I were both reading uh, mm-hmm. something on like the Kindle app, right? And I came up to the the book and it said your most recent read thing is here, right. and I went yes, and oh no, no, <laughs> now I lost my place. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you have to set it to not sync. But okay, bye everybody. The pictures in IMDb look a lot better than the picture we just watched. <laughs> <laughs>